We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, which is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now. What's up, everybody? This is KCSN Update, our daily Chiefs podcast and show here at KC Sports Network. Thanks for hanging out. I'm BJ Kissel, and it's Tuesday, so you know we will be joined by the Athletics' Nate Taylor. Yes, the Prince of Chiefs content will be watching it for our five burning questions today as the Chiefs prepare for Sunday's matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles in Super Bowl 57. But before Nate tells us what Super Bowl media night was like last night, if you're following along on social media, it's an experience and only can be shared fully by those who are there that get to take it all in. So we'll ask Nate about that and four other burning questions right after this quick word from our friends and partners over at DraftKings. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 5 and 8 p.m. Central Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. Chiefs are currently one and a half point dogs to the Eagles with an over-under of 50 and a half points. A lot of fun prop bets, though. Make sure to check out that Casey Laboratory episode from Monday uh, that went through a lot of the fun prop bets. One of the, the most fun things about Super Bowl. So get in on that action and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code KCSN as new customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, now let's welcome on Mr. Nate Taylor from The Athletic Live to tape from us with us from Arizona. Nate, how goes it? <laughs> it, it goes well, uh, BJ. We're recording, obviously, pretty early on Tuesday. I'm uh, yeah, we're, we're we're trying, man. Um, you know, I got a few hours of sleep, but um, you know, today we'll get to talk to Clark Hot. There'll be even more guys uh, available both today and Wednesday. 
Um, you know, I had been to Phoenix a few times in February, back when I used to cover the NBA. So it's cool that it's here this year. Um, last night was pretty fun. Um, it, you know, I guess some people in the NFL basically said that media night last night was really back since 2019 when obviously the Chiefs played the 49ers. So yeah. with the COVID stuff, with even some of the restrictions last year in Los Angeles, uh, we're back. We're back to having people in get-ups uh, in, you know, all sorts of costumes. Um, a lot of food was discussed last night, um, you know, obviously between Kansas City Barbecue and Philly Cheesesteaks. So um, between all that, I tried to get some some decent information from guys uh, who are going to play on Sunday. Did you ask Nick Sirianni if this is a must-win game? Was that you, Nate? No, that was not me. Now, not only was that asked to Nick Sirianni, that was asked to Patrick Mahomes. Um, mm. As I try to remind myself, and you've been there, BJ, like there are about 11 guys on the podium, uh, 10 players including coach. Um, I've, te- I've talked to Patrick all year. This is this is not my time. Like I need to go <laughs> get other people uh, that I can have more one-on-one conversations. There was about 30 cameras in front of Mahomes. Um, and one of the few times that I did walk by his little area uh, was someone asking him, is this a must-win game? Um, to which he gave a polite laugh. And then he thought, you could actually see the, the how his brain worked for like two seconds. He was like, okay, how do I handle this in an appropriate manner? Yeah. And he said, he said, of course, I, you're playing for the championship. And yeah, you, you, it's a must win because you don't you just don't want to lose. You don't want you don't want that feeling of leaving Arizona, knowing that you were this close to the championship and not winning. So he handled it um, like an MVP candidate uh, to people who, uh, you know, are trying to obviously get reactions, uh, yeah. get certain sound bites. Uh, I <laughs> I guess Juju Smith-Schuster also said that like. Um, Philly cheesesteaks are not are not great in Philadelphia, which I was like, that's that's a bold take. And uh, you're doing so good this week. It was <laughs> such a different <laughs> preparation. It's the Eagles and it was the Bengals. And then he had to go and disrespect cheesesteaks. And then Darius Slay, uh, who's a very good quarterback, was like, no, the, the Chiefs are in Kansas, right? Right. I mean, it says Kansas City. Like, and, and everybody's like, oh, no, like are we really talking about geography here and like where the countries are set up and, and the States, and the literally uh, fans show up. I think somebody tweeted out. I, I'm sorry. I can't give credit. I don't know who, off the top of my head Nate, you might know, but somebody tweeted out like we're in an NBA arena. Yes. Fans came to watch media, ask silly questions of players surrounded by cameras. Like, Only the NFL, man. Only the, I remember, from Miami, the thing that I remember most, Nate, was uh, I don't know if they were getting ready to like promote the sequel of Good Burger, but that the two actors from Good Burger were like just dressed in the full gear, and I was like, that looks a lot like that guy. And then I heard him say, like, "Welcome to Good, but can I get your order?" Get your order, yeah. And it was him, and I was like, "Oh my god, that doesn't look like him. That is that guy." Like twenty years later, and I had no mm-hmm. idea why he was there because I think there was a sequel or something that came out, but it was like a lot later. And it's just mm-hmm. the most random things that you see. Um, I saw that I could, I could feel, I should say, the disdain through Herbie's tweet when he would just tweet out media night and it was just like the most ridiculous thing. Now, now look. <laughs> it makes I, me laugh. It makes it, me laugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it for what it is. Um, as I've told a lot of our colleagues, you know, 
work starts today. Like the real Super Bowl really starts today with yeah. Tuesday. Last night is a celebration of the sport. The idea that like, again, you know, everybody gets their time. Everybody gets their time to shine in, in an essence, you know, like um, for instance, like I saw Justin Ross yesterday. Um, and that was really cool because he hasn't played all season. Obviously, he's been in rehab. You know, Joe Blameyer tells me like he's running sprints now. Um, so he should be a full participant when the offseason program begins. Uh, but even for someone like that, it's like, wow, that's really, um, you know, he can ex- he can see the experience from beginning to end with these guys. Um, and that should serve him well in the offseason. You know, I got to talk to Clyde Rosalera, who was just elevated to the active roster, got his initial thoughts on. He's going to be in uniform. He's probably going to play. He's probably going to get the ball a couple times on Sunday, um, you know, and, and what that means to him and obviously uh, the role reversal between him and Isaiah Pacheco, right? When this team was last year in week one, it was Clyde who was the starter and it was Pacheco who, you know, was obviously going to be in a sort of a backup, you know, yeah. um, occasionally get the, get a touch role. And so there's there's all sorts of things. Um you know, uh, you, I'll just. Did you see Clyde? If he gets the ball, I think it's gonna be more like a Ronald. Like we're not. People are worried. Yeah, Chiefs fans worried that all yeah. he's gonna step in and Pacheco's not gonna get the ball. I see it as like he's gonna get Ronald Jones time. Like Ronald yeah. Jones, the one who might not be out there with the couple of carries that he was getting. Who, by the way, Ronald Jones was just in a, it was just all the vibes last night. I mean, yeah. just all the vibes of just so so happy, smiling. Obviously, he's been to a Super Bowl before, but that was in the COVID era uh with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um you know even even seeing people like Julie Freimeyer and Tiffany Morton of the athletic training staff I got to talk to them for a little bit um you know it's, it's that weird discussion where it's like can you say this on the record or do I just need to internalize this <laughs> I was gonna say they made him available or you just went up and talked to him I, I went up and talked to him because I'm smart um and then of course you see like Brett Beach and 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 most of the personnel crew like I got to talk to Chris Shea last night like these are rare instances where like you're not in the facility, but it's also not like training camp. Um, no. And so you know, I try to do the best I could to talk with people um, that you don't that I don't either see or talk to every day throughout the course of the regular season. So it's fun um, when when Travis Kelsey waved at fans. It was like he was a magician, BJ. I mean, people were like, <laughs> "Oh my God, Travis Kelsey just waved at us." I love I think, you. I think Donna was the star of the show. Yeah. Jason mm-hmm. and Travis. I say Donna like I know her. I Miss Donna. And then Travis Kelsey's mom. <laughs> yeah. uh, brought cookies. That was the best. I I smiled and, and laughed yeah. when I saw that because like at the heart of all of this, like still a mom. <laughs> Those are still her little boys. She's bringing them cookies. <laughs> Their place of yeah. for a big work day. It's it's incredible. So it was it was a fun night. Um, it's also sort of a mini reunion for a lot of sports reporters because obviously we're spread out throughout the country, and then we all get together for this crazy event. So um, I'm I'm excited to see how the week goes. You're starting to get a little bit into the game. Obviously, we'll discuss that here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was um it was it's it's fun to know that like the NFL is still king, and this is just another example. That's a great example of the interest that has nothing really to do with the game. And most of the questions, uh, nope. at least the stuff that gets on social media, really has nothing to do with the game. Uh, but I like the fact that you say, like, this is a time for the beat writers that have been there every day since training camp to just do other things. <laughs> just not yes. worry about talking to the players Yes, because uh, of how busy they are. But one of the, the real pieces of information that came out 
uh, from the deal last night, not, not that it was a huge surprise or that we didn't feel like it was trending in that direction, was Legereus Sneed mm-hmm. uh, going through concussion protocol and being able to practice and get ready for this week. Any other bits of in, like real information? Air quote real. Uh, for anyone I'm watching on YouTube, uh, you're asking you're asking for a lot, Mister. Uh, <laughs> did I just give you the only one piece of like hard news to come from last yeah. night? I mean, Clyde Clyde told me he was going to play in the game, so I would say that. Uh, I would say Legarius Sneed, obviously being out of the concussion protocol, getting his time in the spotlight as well. Um, I think everybody on defense is pretty set at this point like Willie Gay I think is going to play even though um you know he he was on the injury report last week um Juju seemed pretty optimistic that he was going to play now that'll be something that we need to sort of monitor throughout Wednesday Thursday and Friday's practice I think um you know we'll we'll sort of see how he is uh Kadarius Tony I don't know if you saw this BJ but Kadarius Tony did say that he would definitely play um, and I think I think we talked last week. You know, I saw him after the the AFC Championship game. He looked relatively fine. Uh, I just think it was an issue with him trying to make too many cuts on a on a hard, you know, on a brick like surface <laughs> in twenty degree weather, whatever however cold it was um, at Arrowhead that night. But he said he's definitely going to play. So um, everybody's going to get the, the necessary treatment. Um, you know, I think when I talked to Tiffany Morton, she kind of went through the process of what everybody's doing right now. Uh, and the amount of rotation between obviously the players and the athletic training staff. Um, obviously, Julie gets a lot of the credit for obviously working with Mahomes. But yeah, it's it's going to be. Um, I think everybody, other than McCole Hartman, who was obviously put on IR, is going to be available in the uniform. I think some of the questions now become: Can those guys be fully effective, and can they play through the entire game? Because my concern with Juju is, you know, if you catch a ball in the middle of the field and get hit by two guys. Is that knee going to be reaggravated to where you're not going to be available in the second half or the fourth quarter? So there's right. there's things like that, but I do think um, I do think most guys realize that uh, they all need to be on the field because the Eagles are very very talented. Yeah, I before we move on to the next question, I do. Did you ask or talk to Julie at all about how it feels for people that are behind the scenes who and I don't know Julie. Uh, uh-huh. I met her; she was new when I first got there. I knew Tiffany a little bit. They don't mm-hmm. necessarily like the attention. <laughs> like everybody knowing, and now everybody knows her name. Yeah, everybody knows what you. Yeah, Palm yeah. tweets it out to millions, yeah. and millions of people, and you have national TV talking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be a little different. Did you talk to her about that at all? Um, she's appreciative of what Patrick did. Uh, I think really the the entire training staff is because he's the most. You know, he's the most. He's, he is. I guess now that Tom Brady has officially retired, signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the face of the league. So I think they appreciate it from that standpoint. Like if the if the franchise quarterback recognizes our um, efforts, our skills, our expertise, um, then that, you know, should really be an example for everybody on the team. And then, of course, it is really cool, however unusual for her, that like, you know, Adam Schefter walks up and says, hi, you know, because now he knows who you are. Uh, same for Ian Rappaport, um, it was kind of cool. I just sort of sat there for about a 10 minute period, just watching people come like in and out of like Julie's like orbit. And Julie's just sitting there like, I like, okay, like I'm not, I'm not playing, but thanks guys. And there's not enough time to really get into like the details of what the rehab was, but she was just really commendable about Pat just doing everything 
that they recommended that, you know, he had her trust um, and vice versa. And then for Tiffany, it was like, Tiffany sort of said, I can't, I'm trying to remember. She said something to the, to the effect of, it's really cool that not only Pat did that, but um, that was like the first thing he did once he got to his phone after the game. It was like to like, it's not just cool that like he acknowledged her. It was that like it was in his own mind after we are obviously celebrating a, you know, impressive win, a remarkable, you know, sort of into the season to get to the Super Bowl. And that's, you know, that's the first thing he sort of, I think it was the first thing he sort of tweeted out after the game. You had said after the game when we spoke last week that he was very calm and just mm-hmm. very relaxed. And yes. it's just interesting that he was almost in a reflective manner. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm putting things together and kind of guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, but like, you, I remember you saying that he was just a little bit more relaxed and to know that yes. he fired off that tweet, it was probably more like, holy cow, I just did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and did well. Did really, really well. Yeah. He did okay. He had 326 yards and a couple couple scores on a bad a bad wheel isn't bad. Uh, we are going to, Nate, we're going to get your biggest storylines and your biggest worry going into this game on Super Bowl 57 right after this quick break. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back. We're chatting a little. Chiefs, Eagles, Super Bowl 57 with the Athletics' Nate Taylor. Thanks for hanging out. This is KCSN Update. Nate biggest storyline going into this game and you can't talk about Andy Reid facing his former team. Oh, and you can't no. talk about the Kelsey brothers. Like, those have been discussed and they will continue to be discussed. Yeah. So on the field, yes. what is your biggest storyline that you're looking forward to with the game on Sunday? 
So I'm going to say something that I think is both A, factual, and B, motivational for the team. Um, are you ready? Because an, an, an argument can be made that the Eagles have the best roster from 1 to 53. Part of why you can say that, part of why you can say that is because they have the best offensive line in football. And they have the best collection of pass rushers. Now, what I think is fascinating is that you are getting a true one versus two matchup. The Chiefs, in my opinion, have the second best offensive line in football. And they also, when you look at it from, you know, pass rush win rate, when you look at it from a number of sacks, as I've done before, when you put sacks, deflected passes, and throwaways, the Chiefs lead the league when you combine those three categories in the regular season, um, the Chiefs have the second best pass rushing unit in football. So it sets up a one versus two in the trenches both ways. Mm-hmm. And that I think will sort of everything will sort of build off of that. You know, I think there was a lot of concern or at least, you know, some intrigue, I should say, with hey, that's Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd up against rookie, rookie, rookie. Then Trip McDuffie, Joshua Williams, and, and Jalen Watson. This time, um, I, I get the sense that the game really does start at the line of scrimmage. And if the Chiefs can get legitimate pressure on Jalen Hurts, uh, then Jalen Hurts will have to operate in a way that he has not had to in the postseason so far. Um, for Even as good as the, as the 49ers are on defense, I don't feel like they pressured him a ton in that game. So they're going to have to do that more from the Chiefs standpoint. And look, um, I assume Patrick Mahomes will be about 80 to 85%. That, that's kind of been my general guess. Um, you know, if you want to suggest that he was sort of in that 70 range for the AFC championship, um, then how does his pocket presence, his elusiveness, how does that help the offensive line to where if you get through the first level, I think there are plays to be made in the second and the third level against this, against this defense. Um, and it's, it's, it's weird because the C, you know, the secondary and the linebackers for the Eagles really have not been tested in their postseason run, right? Um, and they, of course, have not had to had to cover anybody like Travis Kelsey or really they haven't like, faced a, yeah they haven't faced quarterback yeah. like this all year. Let's be honest. True, uh, looking at their schedule, that's nothing. I'm not saying they are not every bit as good as advertised. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying they have not played anyone even close to the caliber as the Chiefs' offense or yep. Patrick Mahomes this season. That's a, that's a also a fair not trying to yes. make hot take type statements here. So it's going to be it's going to be um fascinating to see how the trenches work out um because you can you can acknowledge um pretty convincingly that you know the Bengals did well in stopping the Chiefs running game but that's about it. The Chiefs won up front uh especially on defense and they held up enough on offense to obviously let Mahomes operate. Um, and when he got, you know, I like to remind people when he got sacked three times, it wasn't because of the offensive lines issue. It's because Mahomes just made the decision that it's better for me to take a sack here than for yeah. me to throw the ball into harm's way. Yeah. One of the guys I know we spoke about last week and I went back and rewatched the final play and I, I know I'm, I'm jumping around here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you spoke about Andrew Wiley, uh, yeah. last week and like who deserves more credit. Um, mm-hmm. who, you know, do you want to give your flowers to? And you mentioned Wiley. You go back and watch the last scramble from Mahomes where he ran out of bounds. Andrew Wiley's ability to 
hit a moving target almost as if it was a screen because the amount of space that was given between him and Trey Hendrickson on that yeah. hook, that's very hard to do as mm-hmm. an offensive lineman um, to hit a moving target like that. The last thing that you want as an offensive lineman is six yards of space between you and the guy you're trying to block, <laughs> let alone the fact that you don't know what Mahomes is doing behind you. Behind you, yes, yes. If you go and rewatch that play, that is a... a a play that we're always going to remember. And every time I watch it, I'm going to watch Andrew Wiley and his ability to lock on and, and get uh, Trey Hendrickson in his grasp, uh, which is the only reason that Mahomes was able to get to the outside and get that corner at all. Uh, and being one of the biggest plays, not the biggest play in that game. But you talk about Jalen hurts and the pressure. Um, our guy, Kent Swanson tweeted this out yesterday that Jalen hurts and talk about injuries and his, the shoulder injury that he had been mm-hmm. dealing with. Um, now, granted, he's got some time, and they've got some pretty good athletic trainers on their side too, uh, to get him ready. But Kent tweeted out that Jalen Hurts is averaging just six yards per attempt and two point nine six yards per carry since mm-hmm. coming back from his shoulder injury. Um, obviously, some context maybe needed to give in there a little bit more, but you can't argue with those numbers saying yeah. that it hasn't been quite as deadly um, or as dangerous with him running the football, which was my biggest worry going into this game. Mm. Yeah, no, that that's a great point, but I can't, um, you know, they haven't had to throw the ball deep downfield. You know, they've taken the occasional shot. Obviously, everybody remembers the Devontae Smith catch, not catch against the 49ers. But, um, yeah, I'm fascinated to see, like, if it's third and eight, um, A, where's Chris Jones lining up? And B, yeah. uh, does Jalen Hurts have to hold the football for, like, two and a half seconds, three seconds to sort of have something develop downfield to where maybe the defensive line can win? Or get him off his spot and force him to run on, you know, throw on the run, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, the the script for the Eagles is is that they have to sort of get a lead and then maintain the game script so that obviously the run is is what they're heavily leaning into. Um, and if the Chiefs get a ten point lead, I think it will put a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges on the Eagles because they just haven't played in that type of a game in more than a month and a half with their starting quarterback, with obviously the season and a championship on the line. Um, you know, they really haven't had to play with the amount of pressure that the Chiefs have had to play with so far, um, given Mahomes' injury, obviously given the quality of opponents between the Jags and and the Bengals. So um, I think for the Eagles to help Hurts, based on the information you're telling me with what Kent has researched, they they really need to get to a to a good start or at least stay on an even, you know, score-to-score um, with the Chiefs, because I think them falling behind, um, you know, might be detrimental to their success because it feeds into the Chiefs' pass rush, which has been really, really just firing really on all cylinders since you could argue since the the Chiefs played that second game against Denver. Yeah, I always laugh because no matter what we discuss, it always comes back to protect your quarterback, get after the other quarterback, and now we just got to talk about turnovers. Uh, and I think we'll, we'll cover all we'll, of them. We'll, we'll hit the bingo card. <laughs> we'll hit the bingo card of, of pregame storylines and, and key matchups and things to watch in this game. But, um, Nate, let's move on to the next one. And that's what's your biggest worry going into this game? And you can't say the pass rush because you just used yeah. that one. That's what everybody else is bringing up for good reason. Yeah. You have four guys that have at least 10 sacks. It's been talked about. Um, but you've got four dudes up front that start for them that can get after the passer. And then the guys coming in behind them can also get after yes. the passer in a in a very big way and names that for anyone who follows the NFL draft um, or just the NFL in general, guys like Robert Quinn and Donald and Sue, Josh Sweat. I mean, these guys can come off the bench for them and yep. get after it. All right, so I'm going to do a little bit of a trick. 
BJ, they need to run the football better than the than the Chiefs did in the AFC Championship game because if they don't, then it's Mahomes against the pass rush. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Um, that's a little NFL live version for you guys. Um, but no, it, it is it is reality. Um, uh, you know, Isaiah Pacheco leads all the skill position players in yards through these two postseason games. I think it's one sixty eight is what I saw last night. Um, you know, so again, he's a seventh round pick. He's gonna play in his first Super Bowl. It is an amazing story, uh, given that, you know, uh we weren't sure he was gonna make the team, right? Yeah. Um and he's and personally, that dude's been through some stuff. Yeah, and, and he's and he used to he grew up a he grew up an Eagles fan. He did acknowledge that last night, growing up in in South uh, New Jersey, um, which is basically Eagles Eagles territory. So he grew up an Eagles fan. He he sort of acknowledged that, like, yeah, I used to play the Madden game with like Andy Reid coaching the Eagles back in the day, uh, <laughs> you know. But now, um, I I get the sense that they, he can't like the offensive line is gonna have to get enough of a gonna have to get a better push. Now I think BJ Hill and DJ Reader are awesome. Um, they pretty much uh, you know prove that in the AFC Championship game. But I don't care if it's screens, if it's these little like you know sort of swing routes to the flat after you give a chip maybe to Hassan Riddick. Um, if it's a misdirection play, obviously they they count some of those jet sweeps if it's Kadarius Tony. But the Chiefs need to get a little bit better in terms of running the football in this game because I think if you get to second and four. Um, then the, then you put the Eagles in a bye, which is okay. They 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 got six yards, however they got it. Now they can run the ball, get three yards or four, uh, get a new set of downs. How does this open up? Maybe deep shots to Marquez Valdez Scanlon if you're in second and four versus like third and ten when the obviously the defense understands that you're gonna have to throw the football. Um, I was a little concerned um, against the Bengals that if you have Mahomes drop back forty times, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a I don't know if that's I don't know if that's wise or you know being super efficient given the quarterback's high ankle sprain. Right. And he dropped back over forty times and was excellent. <laughs> I'm here to say yet again, it's not serving you if he has to drop back forty times in adverse situations like the fourth quarter kind of have it moments. Um, so at least it won't be cold; it'll be a controlled climate. But I do get the sense that. They need to run the ball better. And if Isaiah Pacheco could get 85 all-purpose yards, that's sort of my mark. I don't know what the prop bets are for him. I haven't looked at that. But if he gets 85 or more yards in this game, I do think that Chiefs have a better chance of winning because you got to stop something. And yeah. I think it's less likely that Mahomes has a poor day than it is that the defensive line for the Eagles actually does enough on first down to get the chance to rush him on third down so maybe make things more difficult. These are the games that, that I always enjoy. And I talked about this a little bit with Matt Miller yesterday, that I love the chess match. Not that I understand all of it, but you can kind of pick up things as you're watching that Andy Reid has been so good throughout his career going up against stout defensive lines, stout pass rushers now. Probably yep. not a group. I mean, we can't compare anything that we've seen lately to what the Eagles did. Um, obviously historic with you know four starters all having double-digit sacks. But... He's so good at manipulating the edge rushers, not necessarily with just chips or just that, but even with the play calling. Uh, We saw it against the 49ers earlier this year. We played him in the regular season, how frustrated Nick Bosa was by the end of that game because there were times that he was unblocked, the horizontal motion, all of that uh, misdirection and that kind of stuff that 
that's what he's so good at to slow down pass rush. But Nate, you and I both know there are times over the past several years, teams within the division, the Raiders specifically, where they felt like there was an advantage, especially at the second level of the Raiders defense, where if you feel like Mm. that's where you want to attack, a lot of the pre-snap motion and formation changes and all that before the snap is literally to confuse and make the Getting guys to look and communicate and try to make a mistake. And you see that in games where they feel like that's an advantage. They don't need to do all that motion and everything against a team that communicates really well because it's just a bunch of wasted motion. But when they do it, it feels like it's before a certain reason and they're trying to attack something or they feel like you have an advantage somewhere. And the combination of you're looking at the Eagles defense if you're going to say there's a weaker area it's going to be that mm-hmm. second level it's going to be the linebacker group and from a play calling standpoint that's the most fun from like the nerdy football side because <laughs> there's so much you can do to manipulate that level of the defense and move those yep. guys around with motion you combine that with the motion that you want to use to think have the edge rushers think horizontal like hey they're going to jet sweep to this side or there's motion coming over here I got to pay attention to this and try and slow them down just a little bit, which is a lot easier said than done when yeah. you've got multiple of them instead of just a few. But that's the stuff like, I'm not going to guess on what it's going to look like. I just can't wait to see what it's going to look like and how Eddie Reed from a play calling standpoint kind of combats that. It'll be hilarious if they run like 10 RPO plays in this game to the team that is known for having an offense that obviously dictates certain things with RPO type action. Um, yeah. that, would, that would be amazing if they said like, hey, Kelsey's going to run some slants. Juju's going to run some slants. Uh, you know, get behind, just again, get behind the linebacker on in cuts, deep digs. Yeah, it's uh, it's all there. RPOs, but they're going to key in on like the D tackles. So yes, eight right. years ago, and it was just like, what the hell are they well, doing? How is so successful? They're not blocking the D tackle. They're just reading right. him. Right. Uh, and there he goes. Right. And then he runs, he's running right away from you. And it's like, oh. It's all a little pop pass across the middle, all the mm-hmm. seam route stuff. All right, Nate, I'm going to trigger people here. I'm going to put you on the spot. We're yes. this next break. We're going to get your prediction for this week uh, since your Bengals lost last week, Nate. I'll be right oh, back for this. <laughs> you are listening to KC Sports Network, your home for the best coverage on your favorite local teams. Whether you're a Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, KC Current, K-State, KU, or Mizzou fan, we've got you covered. Find KCSN on your favorite podcast platform. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back to KCSN Update. We're hanging out with the Prince of Chiefs content and longtime Bengals fan, Nate Taylor. Oh. It's time for a prediction. 
It's time for, I'm just giving you a hard time, but I know you did early in the week before we had injury information. Mm-hmm. You did pick the Bengals to win that game I last did. week. If it makes me feel any better, I think everyone else that we had on update that week said the same thing. By the end of the week, I was so sick of asking people because I knew what they're going to say. It's like, I don't want to talk to you about this, but I do want to talk to you about Chiefs Eagles on Sunday and get your prediction and thoughts on what might transpire. Nate? Who's winning this game? So, um, for logical reasons, y'all, I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit leery of the Bengals because I know that they're really super-duper talented. Uh, now they're playing a team with perhaps even more talent from top to bottom. I think from a starting level, the Bengals are very comparable. Um, let me While you're thinking, I'm going to yes. jump in here and say this real quick because there were some comments last week about this guy. He's not a Chiefs fan. Nate is not supposed to be a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I can be a Chiefs fan. Nate has a job to do. I'm I'm trying to be a yeah. I'm trying to be a journalist. Trying to be a journalist here, guys. Yeah. Um, now look, you guys have one of the best teams in the league. Like that's been a fact. I I don't think I picked the Chiefs to lose many times on this show throughout the course of the season. Um, the Chiefs have won their 14 games, 14 games in the regular season. So we're we're doing just fine in terms of prediction, winning percentage. Um, I'm giving you a hard time. But I needed to put I, that out there, right? Thank, thank you. I can't doubt this man. I can't, I can't do this again. Are you out of your mind? Uh, I mean, look, we all know what the definition of insanity is. I'm not going to do that. Why? Why would I pick against Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs? Um, you're telling me he's got more time. Andy Reid's got two weeks. Uh, as we've both discussed, the Eagles have not played a quarterback this talented all season because there's only one of these guys in each place for the Chiefs. Um, the defense is a lot better than I think people are willing to give credit to, especially if Chris Jones obviously continues yeah. on this terror. Um, Frank Clark is obviously playing at an exceptionally high level. Um, and one thing I will say is I think the Bengals receivers are better than the Eagles receivers. Yeah. And the Chiefs just did a hell of a job covering T Higgins and Jamar Chase to where they had to do outlandishly alien-like stuff to have two highlights, one each. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are better prepared in this game, also having two weeks. But when I look at it, I, I do think the Chiefs, if Mahomes is as effective as I think he'll be, they have the better offense. And I know defense wins championships, but guys, he's playing at such a high level. <laughs> like it's, it's absurd how good he is. And I just want to acknowledge that. I just want to acknowledge that on a, on a high ankle spray, he played one of the best football games. Any quarterback has played all season, healthy or not. Um, so I'm going to say chiefs 30 and I'm going to say Eagles 26. Okay. So they're taking the over and the Chiefs based on where the numbers are at. I think the Eagles are gonna have to I think the Eagles are gonna have to score points to keep pace. But um I'm gonna take the quarterback and the coach that have been here before. Yeah. And I just I think more trust should be given to them, even though Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts have had a fantastic season. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be fooled again. Um 
I won't say I was fooled. I, I just, you know, I'm just not going to predict them to lose two straight games. Um, that would make me an unwise individual, BJ. And I'm, I think the Chiefs will win. Listen, you stirred up a lot of engagement in the comment section on YouTube. So people, I, I hope people understand that. Like, you know, I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed all season chatting with you. I appreciate everybody who comments. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a joy to see um, that people. You know, obviously, you appreciate our discussions of football, BJ. But you know, um, I was trying to do the right thing. You know, <laughs> I was, I was, to get I was, off. This is I'm just giving you a hard time. You, you gotta let you, you, you gotta, You're still my guy. You gotta jokingly let me be serious. Look, I was trying. Okay. I was trying to. I was trying to project in the, you know, in a in a, in a manner that I thought was appropriate. And then I saw, um, and then I saw him make one of the plays that should never be forgotten, which is third and four gotta have it and everybody's i i i wish i could see everybody's reactions in their homes in the bars in the stands of him all right well this is the this is the one time i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go right now and he he picked he, his decision making was his decision making was exquisite um and so if he has a similar game in this context because again he's been there before so it won't be necessarily new or super foreign to him um, they'll win the game because he he influences the game in a way that I don't think any other quarterback can right now. Yeah, and yeah, there's so much to unpack. But we also you've been there on Andy Reid. He's not making a big deal of this game and facing his former team, which he's three and zero against. By the way, mm-hmm. um, and I know it's not the same team. I'm in the same coaches outside of the one time he faced Sirianni. Before that, it was Chip Kelly the first time. Then he faced obviously Doug Peterson, right, uh, and then Sirianni, but. There might not be a more competitive person in the world than Andy Reid, and so I am more excited to see the game plan uh, and what he pulls out of his bag as being one of the greatest offensive minds that NFL has ever seen going up against the team that he has such a history with and not in like a, I want to beat these guys, I don't like these guys kind of way, but this former team, <laughs> like that's where he used to be. Like I I can't wait to see what he pulls out of his hat. I mean, we saw a hook and ladder twice yeah. last yeah. week against the Bengals. Uh, and last year's, uh, last time the Super Bowl, they won the Rose Bowl parade, the snow globe plays. You know there's going to be some fun stuff dialed up. Uh, they're going to be excited for. But uh, Nate, appreciate you, as always, joining us there from Arizona. Appreciate you picking the Chiefs. as Yo, you're well. Your thoughts on that i'm sure it's going to make everybody happy but i will say to everybody who's watching we appreciate your support and to throughout the entire season the comments and the the feedback on the discussion that you and i had was was different than it was in the rest i enjoy talking with everybody but for whatever reason people uh seem to really like the discussion uh, that we have each week so hopefully we can continue that uh, a little bit in the off season when things are going on but uh we appreciate you being down there make sure you're following nate on social media and following and subscribing to The Athletic to get all of his in-depth information. If you uh, do it as well, none do it better uh, than Mr. Nate Taylor from The Athletic. So we appreciate you, my friend. Enjoy, you, sir. Enjoy Arizona. And appreciate everybody for listening, watching. We'll have more content getting ready for Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl 57 coming up on Sunday. Make sure to hit that follow if you're listening to the podcast. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Appreciate all of you. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. 
plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.